Hello friends, this is True Crime with JT. In today's episode, we'll be discussing a cult that has everything. Control, power, UFOs, and the largest mass suicide in US history. That's right friends, we're covering as some may say the space cult that was Heaven's Gate. I've always been super interested in Heaven's Gate and just cults in general, so I thought it would be fun to cover it. I've always wondered what led them to decide that suicide was the best option and wasn't of their own doing, or were they influenced by someone else? For the most part, Applewhite lived a pretty everyday life. He was born into a normal family of three with a Presbyterian minister as a dad, so he grew up pretty religious. He went to college and got his bachelor's in psychology in 1950. While attending college, he was in many student organizations and was rather religious. He also wanted to become a minister and enrolled in school for a little. Early in these studies, though, he decided he'd rather pursue his love for music, so he dropped out and became a music director at a Presbyterian church. Around this time, he finds love and marries Anne Pierce, who he has two children with. Applewhite was also enlisted in the Army in 1954 and served in the Army Signal Corps in New Mexico and Australia. He left the Army in 1956 and enlisted in the University of Colorado, where he majored in musical theater and received a master's degree in music. Up until now, it all seems like a pretty average and well-rounded life, right? But believe me, it all goes downhill from there. Applewhite taught at the University of Alabama, but was fired three years later because of a sexual relationship with one of his male students. Yeah, yikes. His wife finds out about this in 1965, not surprisingly, and leaves him three years later. I've contextualized that these sexual desires of being gay weren't accepted at the time, and this made him feel as if it was a wrong human desire. When he was in Heaven's Gate, he also became castrated with different members so they wouldn't feel a need for sex and didn't feel the need to reproduce at all. In 1965, after being fired from the University of Alabama, he started teaching at the University of St. Thompson. Sadly, in 1970, though, his dad passes away, which caused him to spiral into an extreme depression. This, along with other emotional problems, caused him to resign from his job. I've contextualized that this brought him into a very vulnerable state. I learned from past research that oftentimes cult leaders look for vulnerable members of society to recruit to their cult. This makes me think that it's no surprise that Bonnie met Applewhite just two years later in 1972 and quickly became close friends. Bonnie was a nurse who had a strong understanding of the Bible and other somewhat out there beliefs. It's unclear how they met, but it is rumored that they had met at a psychology hospital. Applewhite had been a patient there and Bonnie was a nurse. Bonnie came from a Baptist family and was married with four children when she met Applewhite. Applewhite believed that he had met her in a past life and felt as if he had known her his whole life. Bonnie felt as if everything that Applewhite had said she could relate to and they shared similar ideas. The pair starts a spiritual journey together. They have dedicated their entire lives to spreading the word of their new religion to others. They would hold meetings in different places such as Oregon and San Francisco and would speak about their different ideas and philosophies. They wanted to get their word out there to anyone and everyone who would listen. 
Bonnie had told Applewhite that he was part of a design assignment and he was sent from the heavens to fulfill a philosophy. He believed this right away and that's how they came to create their religion. She'd come to believe that they were given a higher mental level than the average people and that they were the two spoken about in Revelations. could transform yourself into an immortal alien and reach a higher being by getting rid of your normal human nature. They preached that by completing the process Bonnie and Applewhite had come up with, you could ascend via spaceship to the next level. Marshall and Bonnie printed flyers and started publishing advertisements for their meetings, saying they needed flyers and disciples of God who were chosen to join them on their mission to go back to the next level. Bonnie and Marshall would gain members from these meetings, and the members would basically pack up everything and leave behind everyone and everything to become part of Heaven's Gate. How crazy is that? Imagine meeting someone and being so into it that you just leave your entire life, everything you've ever known, to join something that may or may not be true. The members would sleep in tents and move from place to place. They claimed that these places were good energy states, but really? Um... Applewhite was afraid that the U.S. would shoot them and their members, so that's why they went into hiding almost. They were a part of the free thinkers movement and preached to people who were searching for a higher sense of self. Bonnie and Marshall started to preach that humans needed to shed everything of their human self, such as gender, family, friends, money, possession, sexuality, and individualism to reach the next level and prepare for the next level. Bonnie and Marshall preached that these four different ways to reach the next level after you went through the process that they had created. You could get picked up by a literal spacecraft, have a natural death, die from outside per- persecution, or have a willful exit from the body. You know, suicide. Yeah, yikes. On old VHS tapes, members recall that they were looking for something more, something bigger, and they felt called to exit their vehicles. They felt as if that Bonnie and Marshall weren't lying and everything they said was extremely... ...time with T and O and had this vehicle there. It was as skeptical as anything could be, and it didn't feel like Tiendo were anything special, except Tiendo said that they had a formula of how to get out of the human kingdom to a level above human. And I said to myself, that's what I want. That's what I've been looking for. I don't care if this is, um, you know, maybe they're crazy for all I know, but I don't have any choice but to go for it because I've been on this planet for 31 years and there's nothing here for me. And they were saying to the person I was with that they felt the last final ingredient would be for the vehicles to be dead, be, you know, what humans call dead. And so I said to myself, great, you know, if that's what it takes, that's better than being around here with absolutely nothing to do. So I don't feel there was any way that anybody could say that I was influenced by somebody's strong personality. The second time I sat with Tiendo, 
I felt absolutely these people, there was no lie in them, that there was truth and goodness beyond. On old VHS tapes, members recall that they were looking for something more, something bigger, and they felt called to exit their vehicles. They felt as if that Bonnie and Marshall weren't lying and everything they said was extremely Applewhite controlled everything the members of Heaven's Gate did. He controlled how much pocket change they left with, how they dressed, how much food each of them could eat, how much toothpaste they could use. You get the point, literally everything. In the early 1990s, the group believed that the upcoming comet, Haley's Comet, would take them to the next level. This comet was the brightest humanity would be able to see for a couple decades, and they believed there was a UFO behind it and it would take them to the next level. Marshall starts thinking that suicide would take them to the next level because early death, without having to die from natural causes, would help their consciousness leave their body. The group decides to publish a $30,000 ad saying that the world will end soon and that you must leave on the comet now before it's too late. Literally crazy. They also created an online website to spread the word to members since around this time computers started popping up in houses and they started becoming more readily available. He also made two videotapes about leaving Earth and published these online. Applewhite controlled everything the members of Heaven's Gate did. He controlled how much pocket change they left with, how they dressed, how much food each of them could eat, how much toothpaste they could use. You get the point, literally everything. In the early 1990s, the group believed that the upcoming comet, Haley's Comet, would take them to the next level. This comet was the brightest humanity would be able to see for a couple decades, and they believed there was a UFO behind it and it would take them to the next level. Marshall starts thinking that suicide would take them to the next level because early death, without having to die from natural causes, would help their consciousness leave their body. The group decides to publish a $30,000 ad saying that the world will end soon and that you must leave on the comet now before it's too late. Literally crazy. They also created an online website to spread the word to members since around this time computers started popping up in houses and they started becoming more readily available. He also made two videotapes about leaving Earth and published these online. A former member had called the cops on them and reported anonymously that a mass suicide had been taken place. The police had gained access into the mansion and had found 10 people right off the bat as soon as they walked in. They had thought at first that all the members were male since they had shaved heads and said that the members had committed suicide amongst three days. The news went crazy about this and this um, case was basically trending for a while. Well, trending in the 90s, so however you want to take that. 
but it's just truly awful. In the end, I do believe that Marshall influenced the members of the Heaven's Gate to commit the suicide. He controlled their lives while they were on Earth, so they all seemed very susceptible and eating up everything that he had said. If you fully believe someone, as I said earlier, in everything they preach, you would probably listen to this crazy idea that suicide is how you were going to leave Earth to quote-unquote graduate to the next level. I believe that's why the members thought and that he really did truly convince them to take their own lives. It was not of their own doing and not without his influence. A former member had called the cops on them and reported anonymously that a mass suicide had been taken place. The police had gained access into the mansion and had found 10 people right off the bat as soon as they walked in. They had thought at first that all the members were male since they had shaved heads and said that the members had committed suicide amongst three days. The news went crazy about this and this um, case was basically trending for a while. Well, trending in the 90s, so however you want to take that. But it's just truly awful. In the end, I do believe that Marshall influenced the members of the Heaven's Gate to commit the suicide. He controlled their lives while they were on Earth, so they all seemed very susceptible and eating up everything that he had said. If you fully believe someone, as I said earlier, in everything they preach, you would probably listen to this crazy idea that suicide is how you were going to leave Earth to quote-unquote graduate to the next level. I believe that's why the members thought and that he really did truly convince them to take their own lives. It was not of their own doing and not without his influence.